Welcome back to Swiss Rock Radio, a place to listen, like and learn. We are coming to you live from Shenhui International School in Shenzhen, China. It's the 14th of January 2019 and it's our first podcast of the new year. Happy New Year to everybody and uh, I hope you all enjoyed your holidays and looking forward to your next holiday for Chinese New Year. In our makerspace this morning, we have Greg Mason. How are you, Greg? I'm wonderful, thank you. And we have Jay. How are you, Jay? Good, how are you? I'm very good, thank you very much. So this morning, uh, Greg, tell us what your role is at Swiss. I came in 2016 to be the college counselor here at Swiss, and uh, essentially I am anything future-related for all of our students, especially in the middle school and the secondary. Uh, I help with uh, coming up with applications for university or potentially even boarding schools and overseas secondary schools, and I help facilitate that process. We talk about careers. We have uh, a lot of sessions in our advisory to go over personality development and understanding who we are as people so that we make better choices for our future. Okay, thank you very much. We'll uh, delve deeper into that in a moment. Thank you for that introduction. Uh, can I call you Dr. Greg? Or is it Dr. Greg is fine. Dr. Greg, thank you very much. Who's here to solve our problem, all our problems this morning. And Jay, what is your role at Swiss? Uh, I used to teach a uh, humanities, and mm -hmm. I'm now the assistant college counselor, so I work with Greg mm -hmm. on a daily basis. And pretty much the things he just said, I pretty much do that. Okay. What's it like working with Dr. Greg on a daily basis? Uh, it's a really hard question to answer. <laughs> we'll figure out the answer at the end of this um, podcasting. Okay. Thank you very much. So, Dr. Greg... You said you are a counselor. Now tell me this, how is a college counselor different than a school counselor? In public schools, the comprehensive counseling model is mostly uh, what they use. It's more prevalent. And uh, so, for instance, Mr. Moore here, he does the social and emotional counseling. And that's something that I don't necessarily have to focus on mm -hmm. because my focus is... Uh, specialized to just doing transitioning out of our school, be that at the university level or before. So I'm fortunate enough that I don't have to do a lot of the one-to-one uh, -one personal counseling. I can solely focus on future counseling for our university admissions, which at this point being a brand new school is relatively uh, important. And um, I've been able to create a curriculum in that way and typically the counseling that's done for social and emotional learning comes from uh, national standards in certain countries and they are uh, a little bit more held liable for the things that they do in their personal counseling with students. Uh, the university counselor might have a little bit more leeway as to what they want to uh, work with students on uh, and uh, our professional organizations give us some ethical guidelines on how to go about doing those things. Such as? Well, uh, you might have some therapy-type regulations if you were a comprehensive counselor or a social-emotional counselor. As a college counselor, it's essentially working on how to put authenticity into those student applications, making sure that they're uh, being their authentic selves when they're writing, and that as a helper, I'm not helping too much in their university application process. 
which uh, another thing I help do is to protect our students from the outside resources that they use from um, taking away some of their authenticity. We also do some of the editing of uh, personal statements to shine them up a little bit, but not taking out their authentic voice, uh, not writing things for them, um, aligning ourselves with the student more so than even the parents or the, the teachers as far as who we help the most. Mm -hmm. Our clients, if you want to call them that, are the students. And so we're very student focused on what their individualized needs are. Uh, and we tend to take the student side um, and advocate for them in that way. Excellent. Thank you very much for that comprehensive answer. Mm -hmm. Now, Jay, on Saturday afternoon, I got a full set of questions from Dr. Greg uh, to ask this morning. So don't be worried. The, the, these are his questions. I actually, I saw them already. Oh, did you? That's yeah, excellent. So you will know the question. So I'm very prepared. Oh, you're very prepared. Uh, hopefully. Okay, so I'm going to just change the order of the questions to okay. see if you've uh, memorized it in order. Oh, uh, I did. Okay, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm joking. Mm -hmm. Now, Jay, uh, what do you guys do all day and why are there two of you? Uh, we uh, come to work uh, at 8 o'clock in the morning and after we uh, get our office, we make tea because tea is a very is a very big part of our, our of, of our daily life and then we um, get to serious work for me I usually firstly I check my emails because we have so many important emails to answer uh, emails regarding college counseling questions emails uh, regarding um, parents and students asking questions and about um, um, their uh, future and I also, because there are also emails regarding my advisory, and uh, so checking emails and also emails regarding a lot of new information, updated information knowledge regarding um, college application, college counseling. And so that's going to take about like uh, maybe an hour, sometimes even two hours to uh, finish all the emails. And then it's, um, and then we get to, um, What's next part, Dr. Mason? Uh, usually, because uh, um, right now I'm working on the uh, uh, college counseling curriculum for grade nine. That's also, that's a big uh, project for me. Usually, after I check my email, I'm going to work on that. Uh, hopefully, I can get that uh, project done this um, week. And then also, uh, as Dr. Mason just mentioned, um, interaction with uh, parents is also a very big part uh, in my job. Do um, you have many parents visiting you every day? Uh, it depends. Sometimes it's very heavy. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's very light, and and also sometimes we got those um, not on scheduled parents meeting. They just okay. walk in our drop office. By. Yeah, drop by. Yeah. So and uh, um, as I said, sometimes it it depends on the day. So if we got them, we got them, and we'll try to make our time for their. Uh, if they just drop by, and we're going to um, answer their questions. Okay. And uh, that's a big part of our uh, mm -hmm. our job. And I also do a lot of in, uh, translation because a lot of parents don't speak English, and I also. Um, Dr. Mason sometimes needs help um, understanding them better, mm -hmm. and considering their Chinese background mm -hmm. and their. Um, so um, that's also uh, something uh, I like because I feel uh, proud of doing that because I have this Chinese background. And it's also I'm helpful in um, um, assisting uh, Dr. Mason in that regard. H hence the reason there are two of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. That's the, yeah, I think that's the reason. Um, and. Uh, um, I think that's all for me. Dr. Mason, do you have anything to add? 
one thing that I find invaluable about having Jay uh, helping me with the college counseling or any future related uh, counseling is when parents come in with questions, uh, it's hard for me to gauge what their prior knowledge is. And it sometimes in my inquiry about what they know or what they don't know so that I can help them better, sometimes those questions come across as maybe judging them for where they found the outside information or how they came about the information they have. And as a college counselor, as a counselor, as a, as a human being, I'm all about being accountable. And so I want my parents to be accountable to their children. I want their knowledge to be as genuine and authentic as possible. And so sometimes I have to ask a lot of questions about what they know already and how they found that information so that I can give the best information possible. Uh, the way that I present with parents is sometimes more direct than what they're used to, being that there's a cultural difference between Western and uh, Eastern mindsets about uh, questioning and confrontation. And Jay's a great way to uh, balance that out for me, soften up my message a little bit. And she puts things to them in a way that makes me more understandable and hopefully more relatable as well. Okay, so it sounds like you complement each other really, really well. Yeah, that's also something we're, uh, we're also working on on that. I should give you more compliments, actually, speaking of complimentary. You do a great job, Jay. Thank you for that. <laughs> okay, uh, thank you very much, uh, Dr. Mason and Jay. Uh, this has been a wonderful introduction. Uh, let's take a short break, and we will get back to find out about those applications for seniors in the second part of the show. Welcome back to the second part of today's show from Swiss Rock Radio, from coming to you live from Shenhua International School in Shenzhen, China. In the studio this morning, we have Dr. Greg Mason and Jay. Now, Greg, you are the school counselor at Swiss, but uh, tell us a little bit about your background, please. Where are you from? Wuxia Megoren. I am on my seventh year in China. Uh, mm -hmm. Before that, I was uh, four years in Japan, in between uh, China and Japan for my international school experiences. Uh, as a social worker in America, I worked in the state of Georgia, Louisiana, California. Uh, father was in the military, so I moved around as a kid. So I don't really have a hometown, so to speak, which might actually help me in my college counseling practice, being that um, I know that anything is possible for these students. So uh, that's a little bit about my location background. Uh, Personally, uh, outside of school, I have my own kind of interests and relationships and um, how people come together. That was sort of how I got into the, the doctoral program. So we can have another podcast about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. And Jay, yourself, where are you from, Jay? I'm from China. I'm from Chongqing, China. Mm -hmm. And I used Where is Chongqing? Chongqing is in the southwest of China, mm -hmm. which is fam famous for its spicy food. Okay. Have you ever tried the hot pot? Uh, I, which I, don't, is, I don't do well with spicy okay. food. So Let's not get into that. That is from Chongqing, okay. originally from Chongqing. So um, I'm from Chongqing, and I used to be a, an English teacher at a mm -hmm. local high school, which is also our uh, foreign language family school. Um, and after I taught there one year, I left there. 
I went to the States with my husband, and I went back to school again there, and I had my baby, my first baby there. Which part of the States? Uh, Texas. Texas. Yeah, Dallas, Texas. And uh, mm, so I had a good time there with my husband and with my baby. And after six years of staying there, I came back to China again. Okay. So, and then I, um, that's when I um, came to Swiss. I, um, so I was a teacher here, um, teaching, I, I just uh, said that, and I, I'm teaching English, ESL, mm-hmm. and humanities. And then um, um, after, I think, four years of working here, I transferred to uh, the college counseling department. Okay. Um, uh, outside of school, outside of work, um, I have two babies, a daughter and a son, and I, uh, actually another Three babies, if I count my husband as a baby. So, yeah, uh, I have my husband, my two babies, and uh, I like reading. Mm-hmm. I like doing tea and flower during my spare time. Okay. And I enjoy, really enjoy doing that. And uh, that's pretty much about me. No problem. Bring me in some tea tomorrow, please. Okay, I'll have sure. a cup on my desk at 8.30, please. I have a lot of tea in okay. my office. <laughs> uh, how about after this? You Absolutely, I'll come in for a cup okay. of tea afterwards. But make sure, but make sure the photos you're gonna take about us make me, not him, very yeah. pretty. No, no problem. I'll I'll have to use Photoshop for that. Okay, make sure oh, you do that. I I absolutely will. Now, Dr. Greg, how are the applications Sorry. going for the seniors this year? Oh, they're going spectacularly well, yeah, in my opinion. Uh, in your opinion. In my opinion. Your humble opinion. My humble opinion. Yes. Uh, after a little bit more than two years of time uh, preparing these students to leave the nest, uh, they've done an excellent job of fulfilling their obligations. Uh, we had an internal deadline of December before the holiday break that we had, uh, even though the actual application deadlines were a little bit after that for the most part. And almost all of them met that internal deadline. Uh, so my holiday wasn't exclusively spent emailing uh, a few students. Uh, and that was great to, to have that bit of a break there. Uh, just this morning, before we came into the podcast, we were finishing up one of three leftover students who have just finished their applications where their deadlines are a little bit later in the, the cycle. And so uh, we have about 150 different school applications sent out uh, in the short time that we've had the applications going. And we're starting to get some acceptances back from those early deadlines uh, that the students had. Uh, Are there any other admission stats you can give us thus far? I could run you down maybe the top five schools that the students have been applying for. Okay. And I could tell you uh, where we have the most acceptances so far, although we're only about one month into getting our acceptances. Uh, the, The majority of them will come in March and April. But as of today, we have our list of schools where the University of Washington in Seattle in America, had 11 applications for 32 seniors, and that's a pretty high percentage rate for students applying to the same place. University of Toronto in Canada was our second highest uh, with nine. New York University, Boston University, and the Chinese University of Hong Kong each have seven applications. Okay. So all around the world, our students are applying. And so far, again, it's early days, uh, the majority of schools that have returned information to us for uh, conditional acceptances. The University of Manchester, we've had three students apply and all three got a conditional offer. Uh, 
We had five students apply to the University of Illinois, and two so far have been accepted. And we have Fordham University in New York, where two applications were both accepted. And we have the University of Edinburgh, with one person applying and one person getting accepted. Um, the rest of our applications uh, for earlier deadlines, we had one person apply ED and get into Boston University. So okay. Yay for that person. And the rest will slowly be dripping in um, as the schools get finished reading thousands of applications. What about uh, anybody applying to uh, Trinity Dublin or Queens and Belfast? Queens Belfast this morning, one of the students did. We yep. have an Irish university in Maynooth. South of Minute. Dublin. That's yep. right. Yep. Uh, I'm working on getting a student to apply there. Incidentally, my best friend uh, got the highest ever recorded score in Minute University in Irish, in Gaelic. Wow. Dr. Jared Clerken, who just had his first kid this week. Congratulations, Mr. Clerken. Putting that university education to use. <laughs> <laughs> Clerken Gherkin. Clerken. Very um, good. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, funny because Queen's University actually uh, had an event in Shenzhen only about uh, six weeks ago. Um, Emmett was playing the accordion at it, and they had uh, their, all their alumni uh, attending. Is it alumni yeah. previous? Yeah, attending. And he said there was a couple of hundred uh, people at the event uh, for, I think, because people that have attended uh, Queen's in the last 20 years mm -hmm. from this area. That's amazing. It's a top university in Northern Ireland. Yeah, well, Ulster as well. Some of our uh, esteemed colleagues have graduated from there. Uh, I went to two universities in Ulster. Yeah, and I'm also looking at places like Ireland for Northern Ireland and Ireland because the education is... Uh, it's all Ireland. It's Yes, it's all Ireland. I, one Ireland. Preach. <laughs> uh, so because it's cheaper, in the UK, London is where a lot of our students that are applying overseas to the UCAS application for that, um, mm -hmm. that particular area. Uh, but Ireland offers great education, and it's a little bit cheaper than living on um, the mainland of the UK right now, if mm -hmm. you want to call that, for Northern Ireland. Well, actually, Northern Ireland's cheaper than the Republic because they're in the pa uh, they're not in the Eurozone. Mm. And with Brexit now, their uh, currency is a shambles, so right. even better time to be yeah. traveling time to, to the go UK. To Emerald Isle. Uh, so uh, a few of our other students have looked at uh, the University of Limerick, where our Emmett went. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what he said. I no comment. Him, yeah, I asked him a story. I, can you can you share a little bit about uh, Limerick? And he said that an international student was lost on his way to campus. Mm -hmm. And uh, he told me a funny story about that. I won't go into detail just in case the student does actually apply there and ends up being the student that gets <laughs> lost from the bus stop on the way to university there. But... Um, uh, one thing that's wonderful about working at international school is that we all come from different places and we all have an education background that's something to be shared with our students. Okay. Uh, and it gives me a little bit more exposure as well. And so it's always great for me to be able to invite a school to come to our university where I'm working on getting University of Ulster to come here. Mm -hmm. uh, we've had Trinity from Dublin here. We haven't had uh, Queens from Belfast yet. But uh, building those relationships is a part of our job and that we we enjoy that aspect of it. And so the more places around the world I can bring to introduce to our students, uh, we see in our applications that it, if you have come here, the majority of our students' applications are from places where our students have met at school, mm -hmm. uh, one of the representatives. So it's actually paying off for them and our students. Well, Emmett clearly has a contact now at Queen's University who you can tap into to get them to visit Swiss. I'd be, I'm sure I'd be happy to tap them. <laughs> Thank you very much for that, Dr. Mason. Uh, now, Jay, uh, what kind of help do you give students? Counseling. 
Uh, can you expand upon that, Jay? Uh, we have a college counseling curriculum, and I'm working on one, and, and particularly for grade nine. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully, uh, we are going to use that curriculum to teach, teach grade nine students after the Chinese New Year. So, so that's one way of teaching, of counseling our students. Um, going into the classroom and teach them uh, the counseling curriculum and uh, and also through everyday um, chat with them whenever they have a problem or question regarding college counseling they um, come to our office and have a chat with us and we also do regular meeting with the students like for students uh, for high school students we set our meetings uh, like individual meetings with them uh, regularly twice a year and starting grade 9 all the way to grade 12. And we also, um, we actually we help not only students, but also parents as well. And usually for one of the meetings, we, I just mentioned the regular meetings with those students. Uh, one of them, we, uh, we uh, ask the parents to involve as well. So we invite the parents to have the meeting with us. And so during that meeting, we can... Uh, we can talk to the parents and understand the family more. So, because that's really important for us and to uh, understand the background of the whole family. So, um, that's how we help our students. Thank you very much. That's a very comprehensive answer. Now, what is the biggest headache for your role, Jay? What causes you, apart from Dr. Greg, we all know that, but what? What else causes you uh, problems in your role? What, what keeps you keeps you awake at night? Uh, right now, I'm working on the uh, grade nine uh, college counseling curriculum. Uh, I don't want to say that's a big uh, that's a headache, but uh, it's because it's a lot of information. Mm -hmm. I want because uh, I also want to because um, it's a lot of information. I want to put. Uh, in the curriculum, but it's 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 hard. I want to. I also because I want to teach. I want to get information across to all the students, but it's really hard because we because the for the uh, for the college counseling. Uh, we don't have much time. We only have uh, every day. We have only thirty minutes uh, mm -hmm. for the for the advisory, and it's not every day. It's only maybe only once a week. So it's really hard to use that a very short period of time to um, to teach the students all the information I want to teach them or all the knowledge I want to teach them. That's kind of a, a, a headache for me right now. It's um, certainly a paradox. Every day we have yeah. them once a week. Every day we have them once a week. Hmm. Yeah. It's an interesting one. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's a lot of information, it's a lot of knowledge, it's, and so it, but it's in a very short period of time, it's hard to get all the information across yeah. to the students. That's kind of a headache right, I'm, right now, I'm having right now. Of course. And I can imagine, because I tell you, when I was at school at this age, I was having so much fun. I wasn't really, uh, well, to be honest, I wasn't doing much work, but I was having a lot of fun. So I can imagine, uh, do you have any difficulties with the students actually worrying about their future, caring about their college applications and things like that. Is it hard to get them to think uh, that long term? That's kind of my fear mm -hmm. of our students as they come from the elementary school up to the middle school and up to the high school. Uh, their lives are pretty well regimented mm -hmm. and 
because college counseling isn't some, or their future, isn't something that shows up on a grade report. It's not something they maybe spend a lot of time thinking about in the short term. Yeah, they're still very young. They're young and people do all their thinking for them. Mm -hmm. The goal of RIB International Education here is to get them to think for themselves and to be critical thinkers and to be um, 21st century skilled up. Oh, that's the goal. That's the goal. And so when they come to high school, they're so focused on their academics, they don't necessarily see college counseling as its own curriculum and its own class to take. So I try to impart on the students, we put out this information in our OneNote, we put it out to you face to face, we give you resources outside of school, and we expect you to do those things and look at these things and to know these things. They don't necessarily take that time because they're so focused on their academics and what counts for them. But our goal is to ease their burden as they come up to their senior year. If a student wanted to be, they could be done with everything they needed to do before the summer of their junior year ends. And so they're coming into their senior year. All they have to do is hit submit on the applications. It's rare that we get that type of student because they're so focused on other things. So they try and cram that information or the application process, which is a lot of writing. It's a lot of things that they have to filter through. as a lot of personal in-depth introspection so that they could put out these personal statements in the right way. And we prepare them to do that ahead of time, but not everybody takes us up on that offer. Yeah, speaking of the uh, ownership of our students, um, this is also something I'm a little bit, uh, have different um, ideas um, with uh, Dr. Mason. Because uh, I, for Chinese, I don't know if it's a, a, it's a students all, uh, all over the world thing, it's only all Chinese students thing. And, uh, Dr. Mason put out everything there. We have the college counseling curriculum online. We have the OneNote curriculum, and we have all the information online. Dr. Mason expect the students to learn themselves there. But I have a different idea, because uh, perspective. Our students are not there yet. They, because for Chinese students, college counseling is a new concept. We don't have that, especially in local school. We don't have that college counseling, career development uh, counseling there. So our students are not very used to that idea. And if we just put out information there and expect them to learn themselves, I don't think that will never happen. And this is also what I'm saying happening during among our students. Right now, we're still getting 11 students coming to us and ask, Ms. Wang, uh, where can I find the information of SAT? Where can I find the information of the uh, of that school? So they have no knowledge ready for their application yet. So for me, I think as college counselors, we need to go to in, go to into their classrooms and teach them, and starting grade nine high school. So that's something I'm a little bit different from. Uh, I have different perspectives from Dr. Mason. That's also why I'm working on the grade nine uh, college counseling curriculum. I because I I want to go into the classroom at least regularly to teach them those knowledge and information they need once they need the information or knowledge for their college application. Okay, thank you very much for that answer, Miss Wang. Uh, and now we are going to take a short break, and we will we'll be back in for the final part of the show in a few moments. Welcome back to the final part of today's show. We are coming to you live from Swiss Rock Radio, a place to listen, like, and learn. In the studio this morning, we have Dr. Greg Mason and Jay. They are college counselors. Now, in the last part of the show, we were hearing all about our seniors and their college applications. Now, Dr. Mason, do you actually enjoy your role here at Swiss? Every day I come to work is a great day at Swiss. 
I really love the ability to interact with the students, which I don't get to do on a daily basis, but uh, through email a lot, uh, talking to parents and educating them about what's possible for them. We do like our emails at Swiss. Hmm, we do. We definitely do. I uh, do a weekly summary, and in my weekly summary, I put how many emails I send, and last week was 183. Whoa. So I don't know if that's something high or low because I never asked another person, but double check everybody when you read or listen to our podcast and tell me if that's a high or low number. 183, 183 is high. 183 sent emails. Yeah. That, that's very high. Yeah. And sometimes that's a lot of changing appointments, but most of the time it's sending emails out to students or, or to parents or to, to school officials elsewhere. Uh, but what I really enjoy about my role is the interacting with the students and the parents and kind of educating them about something I know they didn't know before. And uh, being able to utilize my school's uh, information to help them understand more about themselves and to understand where they might go in the future, okay. uh, knowing that that's kind of a big life step for them. Excellent. Jay, what do you enjoy most about your role? Um, I enjoy my work very much. Uh, because I can learn new things every day. That's um, that's for sure. Every day I am learning new things. Like uh, right now, I'm working on. Oh, I no, it's not what right now. I, I just learned um, education system in the UK and in Australia and Canada, which I didn't know a lot before. So uh, now I have a lot of knowledge on those um, countries, um, their educational system and their colleges. And my next goal is to learn more about uh, American universities because a lot of our um, students are applying to uh, America. So that's my next goal. And so the that's- The land of the free. Mm -hmm. Yeah, land of free, liberty, yes. <laughs> And uh, uh, that's the the biggest reason why I'm enjoying doing my uh, work right now. And also, of course, it's interaction with students and the parents. It's um, a lot of times I'm proud of uh, um, doing that because mm -hmm. uh, that shows um, uh, that way I know how much knowledge I have. Um, and I also enjoy working with Dr. Mason, which um, he's very nice. Uh, most times person. Okay, let's get into the not most times. Oh, okay. Yeah, th that's more fun. Nobody uh, wants to hear about the being nice. We want to hear the uh, other stuff. Uh, other stuff? Yeah. Um, he sometimes is very destructive. He distracts you? Mm -hmm. In which way? Um, talking. Okay, he, he just talks cannot a lot. stop because I know he's getting old. I know it's not visually anyway. Uh, he's getting old, that's yes, right. That's why he ate tends to speak more mm -hmm. and no matter how many signs I, I have given him not to uh, talk to me and he he chose not to see those he signs. He doesn't read the signs no. very well. Or maybe he, he just cannot see them because he's getting old. So I think, but that's something uh, I sometimes I find uh, difficult. Uh, okay. Yeah. So Dr. Mason, you're going to have to work on that. You have to read the signs a little bit better and please stop getting old yeah. and check your glasses. I think basically that's what Jay was saying there. Would I have you a like lot to of, respond? Uh, I don't know about a rebuttal, but <laughs> <laughs> if I have a minute. Uh, you have literally a minute. I get passionate about what we're learning. Oftentimes mm -hmm. uh, in my Facebook groups or in uh, news articles that are subscribed through email, etc., uh, where I see something is, oh, wow, that's a really valuable thing. And I always want to share those. And unfortunately, I live in a very small space where I have 
a uh, you know glassed in basically in a, in, uh, in my office. And so Jay is the first person I see. So when I learn something new and I'm excited about it, I want to go out and I, I want to share it with Jay so that she could also you know, embrace that learning and uh, share that with me. So really, sometimes my passion does run it over. Nothing wrong with enthusiasm, sir. Now tell me this, Mr. Mason. Why do students need to apply to college? Yeah. And why do, why, why do people need to go to college nowadays? Yeah, a great do question. They? Yeah, a wonderful question. Uh, I, I know, you writ it. <laughs> uh, in our current culture, Group. as we sit here in Shenzhen, China, on the rock radio. Swiss rock radio. Swiss rock radio. Uh, the college-going culture here is very strong in the community. And as we are in our first graduating class here at Swiss, we are building a strong college-going culture, university-going culture. The alternatives that exist in the world currently are much more numerous maybe than they were 25 years ago or 50 years ago when our parents and grandparents were coming out of school and going into the world of work. There's a family expectation that university education, at least a bachelor's degree, is the gateway to the next step up in your credibility as a human being. And that we as uh, educators, we know how we learn things and how common now the internet has made open source learning, MOOCs, et cetera. Uh, professional learning or trades isn't something that's necessarily brought up at our particular school uh, as an alternative or the military or um, just becoming a plumber or some other um, aspect of designing where you may not necessarily need an undergraduate degree or a graduate degree to pursue and fulfill that. But that's what our parents want our students to have, and that's why we have a college counselor and not a trades counselor here at Swiss. Although my personal belief is that anything is possible for our students and we should pursue whatever they're interested in to help them get there, in short. Thank you very much, Jay. Yeah, that's, uh, I agree with Dr. Mason. I also think it's a really good question, especially for Chinese parents. And uh, I think for this question, do we have to go to college uh, for your future? Um, I don't I don't think it's an easy um, question. It's, it's, you don't, it's not about the answer of that question. It's about the thinking in answering that question. It's uh, really special. It's really important for Chinese parents because I know in China, going to college is the way of changing your life. That's mm -hmm. why a lot of students and parents, uh, a lot of parents want their kids to go to college because they want their student, their kids to have a big future, have a bright future. And they think going to college is the only way of accomplishing that goal. But I think... Um, Right now, we are um, we are in the twenty first century. Everything has been changed compared to like a thousand years ago, hundred years ago in China. Maybe it's true back then. Uh, learning and going to college, going to a higher education institution is the only way of changing your life. But things have been changed, even in China. So, I I. I think it's a good question to ask yourself. Is it the way for me, for my future? Uh, if it's a yes, then go ahead. If it's think about yourself, what's, what's your dream? What's your interest? How can I get, how can get 
how can I realize my dream? If the answer is I don't have to go to college to realize my dream, then don't go to college. So I think it's more important to think about. Uh, it's it's more it's more imp- it's more important to think about yourself than mm-hmm. answering to giving just everybody a, is different. Basically, yes, is what you're saying. Then just simply giving giving a yes or no answer to that question. We have Doctor or Mr. Cheater at the door trying to get in. We're going to have to turn him away for now. Thank you very much for that, Jay. Uh, Doctor Greg, um, is there anything you would like to add before we finish the show? It's quite a quite a long show today. We're about uh, sitting at thirty minutes. Quality um, over quantity, though. I understand. We we should be brief in our summation here. Uh, one thing I wanted to share, I guess, with the Swiss population or the, the students and parents and anyone that might be um, the teachers that are listening, uh, the culture here at Swiss is something that, uh, after a few years of being within it, and I see its development, you know, Swiss is on its way up from a brand new school, and we're just in our, I believe, our seventh year of actually having students here, our eighth year of existence, if now we're counting 2019, and in a short time, it's come a long way. And hopefully our college-going culture and our um, work as college counselors is something that's going to become one of the staples of um, teaching students from an early age and on that anything is possible for their future to really align themselves with what their beliefs are and to follow that through. And we hope that our work with our families is something that's slowly changing the cultures of what is possible for their own students so that parents are a little bit more open to anything that their students are really interested in and allowing them to pursue their true passions and the places that they want to go do those things at. And that's really one of our overarching goals as college counselors. Okay. Uh, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Uh, Dr. Greg, thank you for joining us, Jay. Thanks for having us. Um, it yeah, was thank a you re- for having us. No problem at all. It was a really informative podcast, and uh, we will... We will get it published later on today, and I hope you put it on the student uh, bulletin for the the students to listen to. It'll be on the website available for our parents to listen to as well. We have usually around 1,500 downloads and plays per show, so there's uh, a lot of parents uh, listening to what we have to say. Around China or the whole world? Can you repeat that? Sorry, Miss Wang. Are you saying we're going to become very famous around China or even around the whole world? Well, previous guests on the show believe that as well. I okay. actually believed it once myself, but I'm still here on a Monday morning on the 14th of January. So, Jay, this could be the show that uh, uh, blasts us off into mm-hmm. stardom. Okay. All of Eugene's relatives will know who you are. Oh, that's for okay. sure. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Thank you for listening to Swiss Rock Radio, a place to listen, like, and learn. Uh, on our next show, we will have Jaquila Prasad talking about a TEDx event that will be coming up at Swiss in March. Uh, it's actually our second attempt at recording the show. We had some uh, technical issues with sound uh, in our last recording, so we have to repeat it, uh, which is very sad because it was an excellent podcast. But we have Mr. Caleb Doyle, who has offered to come on board and help with uh, sound in uh, upcoming podcasts. I think he's talking about doing a podcasting ASA. So uh, we're hoping for a bright future for Swiss Rock Radio. So from everybody here today, thank you for listening.